Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we review the recent study showing that intermittent fasting does not work. Is it true? Let's find out. First, want you to understand that intermittent fasting is not to be used for weight loss. What? Weight loss is not even a consideration here because we don't lose weight to get healthy. My friends, we get healthy to lose weight. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, hope you're doing incredible today. This episode is very important. You might have heard, and if you didn't, you're going to hear right now, there was a recent study that came out that showed intermittent fasting doesn't work. There was a new study published in JAMA Internal Medicine, and they're calling this the most rigorous study to examine time-restricted eating, which involves fasting for 12 hours or more during the day. You're going to read articles headlines of articles, you're probably going to have friends and family members and even some doctors and nutritionists reference this study. So we're going to break down five major flaws in this study so you could understand how to read studies and you just don't fall for the sensationalism of headlines. Because here are some headlines. I took some screenshots here on my MacBook that I'm going to read from you. The New York Times titles this a potential downside of intermittent fasting. A rigorous three-month study found that people lost little weight, and much of that may have been from muscle. Another article said a potential downside of intermittent fasting. Another article said time-restricted eating doesn't work for weight loss. And this article said much-hyped intermittent fasting diet is bunk. Study finds. A lot of people are just going to read the headline and they're gonna say, I knew it, it's all a bunch of crap. I knew fasting was a trend, was a fad and they're gonna forward this to you like crazy. It's, it's being spread like wildfire. I've gotten so many questions from keto campers, from you asking me about this study. So I wanted to review it. I wanted to review it in a way for you to understand how to read studies, how to point out flaws and I'm gonna give you major, major flaws with this study. Hey, before I do, I want to thank you so much for choosing the Keto Camp Podcast. Out of all the podcasts out there, you chose this one. You helped the Keto Camp Podcast become a top 15 podcast in the United States alternative health category. Thank you so much. If you're brand new here, please subscribe. We release a brand new episode every Monday morning and every Friday morning like clockwork. I want to take a minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This comes from COHHCC titled, Change Can Happen. The five-star review read this. As a Christian wife and mother, I've struggled with some raunchy podcasts, and it was definitely a God thing 
when I found you. Real, honest, open communication with topics that really matter. What I like most is feeling stronger physically, mentally, and emotionally every day after listening through your library. Thanks for all that you do. Keep it up. I'm starting the 511 rule today for 30 days. Hashtag blessed by Keto Camp. Oh, I love that. Hashtag blessed by Keto Camp. That's a great hashtag. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm so grateful that these episodes help you feel stronger physically, mentally, and emotionally. We touch on every area of health here on the Keto Camp Podcast. Yes, we primarily focus on ancient healing strategies like ketosis and fasting, but we have a lot of episodes about mindset, about our thoughts, and other holistic health principles. So thank you so much for that acknowledgement. Thank you for leaving that rating and review. If you haven't left the show a rating or a review yet, please do so on Apple Podcast. It really helps the show grow. And when you do leave that rating and review, take a screenshot, send that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com, camp with a K, and put your shipping address in the United States only. When I see it, I will sign a paperback copy of my best-selling fasting book and mail it out to you as a thank you. That is support at ketocamp.com. Also, I want to let you know that I recently updated my intermittent fasting cheat sheet book, which is my best-selling book on audible.com. Yes, you could listen to the entire book today, updated, revamped. I'm the one who narrated it, and it just got released literally 48 hours ago. I do have a free gift for you. If you are currently not a customer of Audible, I want to give you this book for free. Head to www.freefastingbook.com and you could get my Audible fasting book for free with a 30-day trial with Audible. There is no payment required. You could cancel before the 30 days and you will not be charged over at freefastingbook.com. I want to briefly take a break here and let you know about my favorite coffee in the world. Look, I'm a coffee snob for good reasons because the right coffee source can be healing to the body, can reduce inflammation and result in weight loss. The wrong coffee beans could actually increase inflammation, cause weight loss resistance and sabotage your keto results. There was a recent study in the Canadian Journal of Physiology and Pharmacology that showed caffeine intake from coffee beans could actually increase fatty acid production and help the participants produce more ketones. Most coffee beans are loaded with pesticides and contaminants and even mold. This is why I love my friends over at Purity Coffee. Hands down the best coffee beans I have ever tried. I have my delicious cup of Purity Coffee in the morning with some grass-fed ghee and MCT oil, and it turns my brain right on and helps my body produce ketones. Purity Coffee is organic, pesticide-free. These beans are specialty grade, and you could get this coffee shipped straight to your door in nitrogen-flushed bags, roastery fresh. Since you are a listener to the Keto Camp Podcast, we have worked out an exclusive coupon code for you to check out Purity Coffee. Head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use Keto Camp at checkout to get 10% off your order. Again, that is www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout 
for 10% off your bag of coffee beans. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. All right, let's dig into the five flaws, major flaws with this study. When you read the headlines, it's gonna suggest that fasting doesn't work, that fasting will cause muscle loss. Well, let's, let's really look and think about this. I've seen extraordinary transformations from members of the Keto Camp Academy where we have individuals who have gotten off insulin, blood pressure medications, other medications, and they've lost 50 pounds, 100 pounds, even over 200 pounds. And this is not just to my Keto Camp Academy membership. You probably experienced this self yourself or you, or you know somebody who's gotten incredible fat loss results. So what does that say? Well, that says that it does work, but let's leave this to the study. Let's break down the study. I first want you to understand that intermittent fasting is not to be used for weight loss. What? Weight loss is not even a consideration here because we don't lose weight to get healthy. My friends, we get healthy to lose weight. Therefore, we focus on using intermittent fasting to reduce cellular inflammation, to get rid of damaged cells via autophagy. The point of fasting is not weight loss. The point of fasting is metabolic freedom. The point of fasting is recycling damaged cells. The point of fasting is health and a byproduct of health is the symptoms go away. One of those symptoms is weight loss starts to happen because weight gain, being overweight, is not the problem. When I was obese, weighing 250 pounds back in 2008, I did not have a weight problem. I had a weight symptom. So we need to focus on health, and that's what fasting does. But let's review this study. So the title of this study, and I'll put the link for this study in the notes of this podcast from JAMA. It came out on September 28th, 2020, so very recently, titled Effects of Time-Restricted Eating on Weight Loss and Other Metabolic Parameters in Women and Men with Overweight and Obesity. The authors were Dylan Lowe, Nancy Wu, and Linnea Bibby. Participants were randomized such that the consistent meal timing group was instructed to eat three structured meals per day, and the time-restricted eating group was instructed to eat at libidum, meeting until full, from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., and completely abstain from caloric intake from 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. the following day. So they had two groups. One group did not do fasting. They had three meals a day, and another group did a 16-8 schedule for 12 weeks. So what is a 16-8 schedule? I just outlined it. 16 hours fasting, 8 hours eating. It was a 12-week randomized clinical trial that included men and women from the age of 18 to 64 years with a body mass index of 27 to 43. So they were mostly overweight over, um, and obese. Participants received a Bluetooth scale. Participants lived anywhere in the United States with a subset of 50 participants living near San Francisco, California, who underwent in-person testing. Here are the results. Overall, 106 participants were included in the study. There was a significant decrease in weight, but no significant change in the CMT group. So the CMT group was the group that did not practice fasting. CMT stands for consistent meal timing. So it's saying there was no significant change in the CMT group or between groups 
And there was also a significant difference in a pendicular lean mass index between the groups. There was no significant changes in any of the other secondary outcomes within or between groups. There was no difference in estimated energy intake between groups. Conclusions says time-restricted eating in the absence of other interventions is not more effective in weight loss than eating throughout the day. Wow, is that true? Here are my five major flaws with this study. Write these down. Number one, they did not change the fasting schedule for these 106 people for the 12 weeks. They followed a strict 16-8 schedule, which is, yes, one way to practice fasting. But let's consider this. How long does it take for food to be digested and processed and exited from the body? Well, when I interviewed Dr. Zach Bush on the Keto Camp podcast, Dr. Zach Bush, who's a triple board medical doctor, he shared a study from the University of Virginia. And this study at the University of Virginia took a group of college students and gave them a standard American diet meal, which was 800 calories of pizza from a popular pizza restaurant called Mellow Mushroom Pizza. You might have eaten there yourself. And they wanted to track how long it took for those 800 calories to go from chewing to entering the small intestine. That's not even fully being digested. It needs to go into the colon after that. But they wanted to see how long it took to enter the small intestine. It took 14 hours. Meaning, it takes about 14 to 16, sometimes 18 hours just to process food. So if you're just fasting for 16 hours, that is the starting point of what a fasting schedule should be. 16 hours is when you're actually starting to clear your digestive system and then you start getting the benefits of the fast. And they would stop the fast in this study at the 16 hour mark. Hmm, that's a big flaw right there. So I believe the window should have been extended a little bit longer than 16 hours. They would have seen much, much better weight loss benefits by just going two more hours, going 18 hours. The analogy I like to give about what this is doing to wreck the digestive system when we're just fasting 14 to 16 hours is a reference or the analogy of this corporate worker. I want you to picture Sandra. Hopefully there's no Sandra listening to this episode right now, but picture Sandra, a corporate worker who is working nine to five every single day at her corporate job. And this Wednesday, she worked a full eight hours and she's now clocking out, walking to her car after eight hours of work. Her boss calls her as she's entering her car. She's ready to go home and ready to rest and repair and recover for the next day. But she gets a phone call saying, Sandra, we need you to come back in and work on another project for five hours. So she heads back to the office, reluctantly so, and works another five hours. Now it's 10 p.m. at night. She is exhausted, going back to her car, ready to go home and just sleep. She gets that same phone call from her boss. Sandra, we need you to come back in for another five hours. Imagine this happening to Sandra over and over and over for days, for weeks, for months. She's going to be destroyed. She's not going to be healthy. It's the same thing with our digestive system. If we're only fasting 16 hours, that's barely enough recovery and repair for our digestive system because it takes massive amounts of energy and resources and blood flow to digest food. So that's a major flaw right there. 16 hours, I don't believe is enough. It could be for some people, but if they extended that just by two hours, they would have seen much, much better results. Another thing 
You hear me talk about this all the time. Adaptation is the key for health and when it comes to fasting. When you think about the greatest fitness trainers in the world, uh, personal trainers in the world, what do they do for their clients? They always change up the workout, the routine. It keeps the body guessing. It prevents the body from reaching a homeostasis so they could continue getting results. We want to do the same thing with our fasting schedule. We don't want to just have the same exact schedule every single day. I always say mix it up, change it up. Maybe you go from 12 to 8 p.m. fasting one day, and then the next day you go from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's a way to mix it up. Or you go from 16 hours fasting to 20 hours and then you throw in a 24-hour fast. These are ways to create adaptation because when you create this adaptation, you continue to get results, fat loss and health results because good cells get stronger when you create adaptation and bad cells don't adapt, meaning your cells get stronger, your mitochondria get stronger and the mitochondria and cells that are weak are gone. They are replaced. So that is a major flaw. They didn't change the fasting schedule. So that was a major flaw in the study. They stuck to the same schedule. They didn't mix it up. Not good. Not a fan of that. The second flaw in the study was it was a cookie cutter approach, meaning this. The age range for the study was 18 to 64 years old, men and women. Well, we know that there is no cookie-cutter approach to fasting. There's not one structure that works for everybody out there. It should be customized based off of your age, based off of if you're a cycling woman. For example, if the ladies in the study had a monthly period, a cycle, did they inform them that they should not practice much fasting five to seven days before their monthly cycle? Because two hormones drop, progesterone and estrogen, and if you do too much fasting before the monthly cycle, it'll create inflammation in the body. It'll create a heavier period and a heavier menstrual cycle because you're not getting any um, of these insulin spikes to make these hormonal conversions. I teach this all the time. We want, if you're a lady who has a monthly cycle, we don't want to do much fasting five to seven days before your monthly period. Did they put that into consideration? No. What about if they were postmenopausal women in the study? Did they cycle them out of fasting? There's some days we don't want to fast because they also, postmenopausal women, have lower estrogen, lower progesterone, and they do better with more what I call keto flex days, which are more higher healthy carbs, no fasting for one to two times per week. Did they do that? No. What about the men that were super active or the men that were not active? Uh, There's so many things to consider here, and none of this was taken into account. They just simply said, okay, 18 to 64 years old, it doesn't matter if you have a monthly cycle, you're postmenopausal, how active you are, how uh, metabolically unhealthy you are. Let's just do the same schedule. Well, it's no surprise that that didn't work. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 
to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. The third flaw in this study is that they didn't educate the participants and they didn't guide them on what they should be eating during their eating window. They just said, eat whatever you want, eat until libidum. Well, if they were eating from 12 to 8 p.m., which was their eating window, if they were eating all throughout that window, they were snacking, they were having unhealthy foods, they would keep glucose and insulin high. Insulin is the only fat storage hormone that we have in the body. It is the bully of the block. We know that we have at least eight fat-burning hormones in the body and only one fat storage hormone called insulin. When you call insulin, your fat-burning hormones are gone. So if they were eating the entire time throughout the eight hours, that's not good. That's going to put them in eight hours of fat storage. And what if they were eating bad oils like vegetable oils and just processed foods and sugar during the eating window? They didn't take that into account, and chances are they probably ate like crap during their eating window, which would create cellular inflammation. Cellular inflammation will prevent weight loss because when you have inflammation now around your cell membrane, we have these integral membrane proteins, these receptor sites that sit on the the cell membrane. We have about 30,000 on each cell. What do they do? They just receive signals from your hormones, your fat-burning hormones, your nutrients, your vitamins, your oxygen. But if they're inflamed, your fat-burning hormones cannot get in. They cannot do their job, and it will prevent weight loss. It'll create weight loss resistance. So this study didn't educate them on clean, keto, whole foods to eat during their window. It educated them on just eating till ad libitum, meaning until full not focusing on what they were eating. Major, major flaw. It's no surprise they didn't get great results. The fourth flaw is that they didn't keto adapt them beforehand. There was no talk about ketosis and keto adaptation before the fast. The way I teach it in the Keto Camp Academy, my first pillar is the adaptation pillar. We don't want to just go right into fasting, especially if you're a pure sugar burner. The cells, the 70 trillion cells in the body, we know they could burn sugar or fat. That's it. We have two options. When you burn sugar, which it sounds like these participants were sugar burners because they were mostly overweight and obese, that's a toxic fuel source. I compare that to a Mack truck speeding through the highway with all the smoke coming out of the exhaust pipe of this truck. That's not going to be healthy for the environment. Same thing for your cellular environment when you're a sugar burner. That's not healthy for your cellular environment. But when you transition to burning fat, that's like a Tesla, cleaner, 
fuel source because yes, your cells produce energy the same way if I burned firewood here at, in this room in Keto Camp HQ, I would produce energy and create smoke. So we don't wanna just go right into fasting. No, no, no. If you're a sugar burner and you start fasting, it's going to look ugly, similar to a couch potato who decides to just get up from their couch after 10 years and run a marathon or do CrossFit. It's going to look ugly. The body is going to break down muscle, burn protein, convert that to glucose via gluconeogenesis. Not good. We do not want that. But when you keto adapt somebody, if they keto adapted every single one of these participants before they put them on a fasting protocol, they would have just got amazing results because now they would achieve metabolic freedom, meaning their body could burn through its sugar reserves, about 2,000 calories, and then automatically switch to its fat stores. That's what we wanted to do. That's what we want to do, and that's exactly what they did not do. They took these people who were probably sugar burners and said, hey, we're going to give you a cookie-cutter approach to intermittent fasting, a 16-8 schedule, without keto adapting them, and it's no surprise, again, that they didn't get good results. The fifth and final flaw, there is others, but I wanted to just outline five in this study, is the question that they should have been asking, did these participants have any underlying health conditions, such as, did they have high amounts of toxins, like heavy metals? Were they insulin resistant? diabetic. They did some basic lab work on these participants, but it wasn't comprehensive. They weren't looking at uh, comprehensive liver panels, kidney panels, and just underlying health conditions. They didn't do a heavy metals test. If they had all these underlying health conditions, but they didn't address that, they only just did fasting with them, of course it didn't work because fasting is one tool in the toolbox. But the way I teach it is a multi-therapeutic approach. And that's the way I learned from Dr. Daniel Pampa, from the doctors that I work with. It needs to be a multi-therapeutic approach. We don't just do one thing. If you have all these amazing tools in your shed, you have a chainsaw, you have the best hammer in the world, an amazing lawnmower, a leaf blower, and you have this garden that you need to take care of, but they just say, hey, we just, we're just going to give you a chainsaw. We're not gonna really show you how to use it. Just follow these general guidelines. Well, they're not going to get results. You're not going to take care of that garden. Your body is the garden. We want to use all the tools in the toolbox. So that's a major flaw right there. We need to address underlying health conditions. We need to use other tools along with fasting, like keto, detoxification, mindset, trapped emotions. I mean, there's so many things, and these are things that I outlined in the Keto Camp Academy. So many things to consider. This study did not consider it. It's a damn shame. Fasting is not about eating less, first of all. It's about eating less often. It's about giving your body a period of time to recycle damaged cells. And when you are eating, you're eating healthy foods. You're eating clean keto foods and you're focusing on other tools in your toolbox. The bottom line is this. They're not interested. And I say they, the study, the people who funded the study, the companies out there, the big food companies, the pharmaceutical companies, they are not interested in studying fasting to see it work. They're interested in their profits. Fasting will cause billions of dollars to be lost by food companies. There's an agenda here. 
my friend. They're not interested in showing you the amazing healing capabilities of fasting. And again, you will lose weight with fasting, but we don't fast for weight loss. We fast for health. So when somebody references this study, because you're going to get it either on Facebook, social media, or a text message, or even conversation, I want you to share this episode with them and I want you to understand this. I don't want you to believe me. The only way to know if fasting works is to do it. That's it. From your own personal experience. Let's not let these people who are lecturing birds on how to fly dictate what we know to be true. The, the people who say fasting doesn't work are the same people who lecture bears on how to hibernate. They don't do it. They know nothing about it. They've never done it for years, yet they are trying to educate bears. And bears know what they're doing. You know what you're doing. I encourage you to not let the headlines of articles dissuade what you know to be true. I encourage you to go to the notes of this podcast, read the study for yourself, look at all the flaws in there, but I encourage you to take action with fasting. Do it the right way. Focus on other factors as well and watch what it does for your health. Fasting is my favorite tool in the shed, not the only tool, but it is my favorite tool. And when you use it the right way, your health will thrive. Fat loss will occur as a byproduct of your good health. If you want to watch the video version of this episode, I did a video on this where I was showing more of the studies and screenshots. You could watch that on my KetoCamp YouTube channel, youtube.com slash KetoCamp. Please share this with a friend. Please share it on social media. And again, if you haven't left the show a rating and review on Keto for the KetoCamp podcast on Apple Podcasts, please do so. It makes a big difference. And if you want to go get my fasting book on Audible, for free for new customers go to freefastingbook.com thank you so much for listening to the entire episode you'll hear me on the next one This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.